Streaming live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's good to be back on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We've had a great week of broadcasting again. Thank you to everyone on Sunday. Um, We know track and field with Coach Richardson and Coach Rucker. And then our new show debuting on uh, on Sunday, Jeff Jay um, out of Woodlands, Texas. Um, Thank you for that. And then Monday we had a really good showing, too, um, with with Donald Riley, number one, and then, of course, Damon Johnson. And then we did women's basketball last night. Men's basketball is tonight at 7 p.m. But tonight, right now at 6.30, with my co-host, Duck Riley, our guest is going to be Clyde Buddy Mahan, and we can't wait to get him in here. We're still continuing our celebration of Black History. Duck Riley, how are you, sir? Or oh, I'm sorry, number two. Hey, hey uh, Princess, <laughs> Princess, you were doing pretty well until you said number one. But anyway, we'll, yeah. forget, you for, yeah. we'll forget you for that. All right, all right, all right. We've got a what? lot of people what? in the system, Duck. I actually was – say that again. Princess, what? Mom said she only birthed him, and he came out number one. That's all. That was the end of it. <laughs> that was the end of it. But, yet, yeah, Mom had ten different styles of handwriting. That's all I know. Mom had ten different styles of handwriting. And, and, Princess, and I asked her not to send me all those birthday cards. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm humble like that. I, I, I didn't need them, but since she sent them to me, <laughs> I don't know. She kept running out of ink, Princess. That was part of it. She kept running out of ink. Mom, and shout out to Mom for sure. You know, and and all those. You and I like what you said. I'm humble like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna record that duck and replay <laughs> that <laughs> during West Virginia Mountaineer season, <laughs> football season. <laughs> duck, we got a lot of people in the system. Do you happen to know the last four? Well, I'll just go down the line here. Oh, I got a stag. I'm sorry, Prince. I'm driving, too. Let me see if I can. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it then. No, no, no. We'll, we'll go ahead and see here. Um, Mr. Mahan, do I have you with us? That's Mr. Mahan right there. Let me see. Mr. Mahan, do I have you with us? All right. You probably, you probably got everybody else in the family on there, but... uh. Uh, hold on. Let me see. I'll be coming to a I'll be coming to a red light soon. All right. Well, you go ahead and do that because I, again, I have a lot of people in the system. I don't want to keep opening up mics. Um, but uh, again, Jonas is seven. We'll have men's basketball on tonight. We'll have Tony never had a so good Coleman on, and we'll talk <laughs> some men's college basketball. I'm giving him a shout out now from from TGA, and that is total. Um, Basketball Academy. I, I hope I got that right. Um, he's going to get me for that one. So um, we'll we'll have that at, at 7 p.m. And, and one of my favorites too, and that's Tommy Pritchett. Um, we'll we'll get him in here along with Will Harris, and then I'm missing one. A shout out to Jason Collins who said hit him up. He wants to talk some women's basketball, and we will do that next week um, with him for sure. Uh, let me know, Duck, what you got. 
9721 is not on here at all. Let me just see. I'm going to open up everybody and see what we got here. Uh, Mr. Mahan, do we have you on? Let me try to get in, Francis. Yeah, yeah, because I don't see that at all. We're going to take a small break right here. Um, never had it so good, and we'll come back. Um, we got we try to do Black History um, celebration, and we're excited about that. Let's take a little break and come back. Never had it so good, Sports Radio. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacist by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we're back with Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host, Duck Raleigh. Duck, what do we have? We have him. We have him on here. We're three-way. Okay. Hello. All right, Mr. Mahan, how are you? How are you, sir? I'm, I'm fine, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for being on tonight. We appreciate that. I, I, uh, I, I'm thankful that you got me on, and I apologize <laughs> for that. Uh, 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 relapse on my part. <laughs> so long as we have you on, that's good enough. All right, Duck, let's get started. All right, uh, buddy, just kind of take us through your, your childhood growing up in West Virginia. Talk to us about it. Well, I'm going to start off uh, in the McDowell County, which is a, a coal mining uh County and a little town called, not a town, but a coal camp called Algoma. It's an Indian name, capital A L G O M A, Algoma, West Virginia. Uh, nothing like it. Uh, <laughs> houses on both sides of the little uh, two lane road going from Norfolk all the way up to Crumpler and every little town, a little, you know, location had a Algoma, Gillum, 
Ashland, you know, McDowell County, Crumpler, all the way up to Holler. And uh, we went, the bus came down and uh, would take us. First, we had to go to our little school, which was Elk Ridge up on the hill. That was first grade to the sixth grade. And every little town had its own little, you know, little grade school. And I left uh, Elk Ridge, and I had to go down to Norfolk Elkhorn, which is a little school up on the hill, from the sixth grade to the eighth grade. And then I went from there, uh, the ninth to the twelfth at Elkhorn High. And that was... It was not integrated, but it could have been because you could go to the white school or to the black school if you chose to do so. But uh, the, the black school, which was Elkhorn High, and uh, backing up, I went from Norfolk Junior High, ninth grade. Uh, I played basketball. They didn't have a football team because I was only there two years. And I went to Elkhorn, and I played the ninth grade to the 12th grade. And by uh, it's a, it was a, a little uh, thing where the coach would put me in in the ninth grade as a JV, junior varsity, and he'd let me play five minutes, and then he could uh, me out and saved me for varsity, and I played varsity ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. And uh, I was the captain the twelfth, twelfth grade. And I missed the photo because I was going to trade school. I'd go to junior. I'd go to Elkhorn from the uh, seven o'clock in well, eight o'clock in the morning until eleven. Then I'd get on the bus and go to UH Sprunny, which was down in Welch, to do a trade. So I was doing body fender, bricklaying, welding, everything. So when I got out of high school I could get a job and didn't want to go in the coal mines. And uh that was kind of a dual I had a general education and a vocational education. So I got two diplomas. And uh, you know that I didn't do all that well in my general education because I was kind of 60-40 trying to get a dual education. And you're going to have to ask me some questions because I'm not out but I know David would want to know how it was when you were an athlete in that environment. But it was during that time. Are you still there? Yeah, we're listening to you. And yes, sir. During yes, that, sir. During that time, you were just trying to uh, do the best you could do because you didn't know no other way. And, um, uh, I was telling them about the police nowadays. I I just look and I'm appalled to how they can do. They've grown bigger, faster, and stronger because they don't <laughs> miss a meal. 
you know. You know. <laughs> we we didn't get a we didn't get a we 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 were privileged to to eat, but we didn't we didn't have all the food that we wanted to have. We had enough to suffice and survive, I would say. And uh, the equipment was uh, the so-called togs for the football team. The shoes hurt your feet. You'd rather play barefooted than to have the equipment <laughs> that you had on. And, uh, the helmet didn't have a face guard, just one bar coming across the front. And uh, the pads were uh, ginger, and if they got dirty, I guess they got washed every so often, and they would rub you to death. So it was just, it was a little tough. But you you look back at it, and you you think you got through it, and you're Mm -hmm. thankful, but uh, it was the sign of times, you know. I'd have to say, you know, the uh, the 20th century, you know, and that was back in uh, 1950. I was from 55, 56 on up to 60, and uh, it just, uh, you know, you you tried to try to make it. You'd walk in the snow for a mile. You know, your feet might be wet and cold, and uh, you you survived, but it was tough. Yeah. And uh, all Dad wanted to do is look in the paper on Saturday morning and see what you did Friday night. And uh, you know, I I'd get my little points. You know, we average. 55, 60 points a game. You wasn't no hundred and some or nothing of that nature. And in the rules uh, that I remember, you couldn't palm the ball. You couldn't dunk it. You had to finger roll it. You couldn't double dribble. You couldn't discontinue. All you could do is when you got a foul, I remember the ref named Mr. Roy Harrison and uh, Rudolph Brammer. When he called a foul on you, he had to hold your hand up to acknowledge the fact whether you thought you did it or not, and you had to smile to him. Don't have a frown on your face because that got you a technical. So it was to make you a what, – what do you call it when you have to be a good sportsman? And and I don't know if that was what it should have been, but that's how you had to follow the rules and regulation. And uh, it was uh, it was good times and bad times, but the good hmm. overweight the bad. So is it anything you can ask me? Because I'm running out of what I can tell you. <laughs> You know, I well, have but, something, um, uh, um, uh, Mr. Mann, and that is compare. And, and I heard you say some of them that they they're they're bigger and stronger now, and it seems like they 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 aren't missing in the meals. And if you're on a college campus, you're probably not. Is there anybody in the NBA um, or college that you say, okay, he could have played back with me in those times? Because I think it was tougher to play, and and fouls weren't called as much as they are now. Is there anybody out there in the WNBA that could have played back with you? Uh, I I would say with 
all of them could have played. They would just have to adjust to the times. Yeah. You know, okay. six foot four was the average. You know, that was that was a you were a skyscraper if you were six four and six five. <laughs> you know, we just didn't grow them that tall. <laughs> you know. Now everybody that's on the court is six six. Uh, you know, I saw somebody last yeah. night was six two, and he, he played adequate. You know, he played well, but they just don't. Uh, they don't look at you a six footer. You know, Gavin Murphy and all them boys. It, it's not going to be any more of those. You're yeah, right. You know. Yep. But, my question, uh, my question, buddy, is the. Uh, was, did you experience any racism growing up in West Virginia? And as you moved on to the city, did you experience any racism? It it was there, but you, I, I remember uh, a fella that I think he's still living, a white boy named Tommy Puckett. I think he's a preacher now. He would come home years ago, and he'd ask my mom, how's Buddy doing? But him and I, I remember that when we would uh, play, we would mix up. He had the basketball, and he'd come over to the little uh, slate dump where we had put up a makeshift bucket, and we would choose up, and he had the ball, so he expected that since he had the ball, he had to play, which he had a valid point, but he wasn't that good a player. And we would choose the first uh, set of playing. We, he didn't get chosen, and he would want to take his ball and go home, but he could have put his team together in the next <laughs> session. So him and I got into a little, little you know, a little scuffle, and his dad come across because he lived right across the road there, and pulled us apart. But his dad didn't, could not level a hand on me other than the fact he broke us up. And we got along because we could live side by side. But they went to Norfolk Elkhorn, and we went to Elkhorn. But it wasn't. Uh, we would uh, play football. We'd line up on sides. It'd be all, all the white boys on that side, and we'd be on this side. But we were a little rougher than than they were. You know, we could run over them. And there was a couple, you know, one I remember, Man Rapid, I think he's over in Baltimore somewhere. Now, he lifts weights, and he, you just didn't bother him because he was a little a little more stronger than, than, you know, stouter than we were, so to speak. You left him alone, he'll leave you alone, because you never know. You have a scuffle day. You, you, if you put up a good scuffle, you didn't want to have another one. If he put up a good one, you said, well, I, I come out on top today, but I don't know if I go at it tomorrow whether I come out on top. <laughs> so we, we, we had a little racism, and we would have white folks that would come out the mountain with a note and a sack, they would want you to give them canned goods. And my mom would set them down on the step and give them a plate of food, and they would eat it up and lick the plate. And that's the goddess uh, truth. And go to the next house, they probably could eat the same amount of food when they get to the next one. 
if they got it. So you have to know that we had it a little tough. They had it a little tough. All you're trying to do is make it another day, uh, make it, you know, get to the point where you're never going to fix this country. Right now, this has evolved, but it's still not perfect, and I don't think it ever will be. And I'm up in St. Louis. I'm in Missouri, out in O'Fallon, Missouri, and I'm it's only two blacks in this enclave. And I get along decent with them. I mind my business. They speak. I speak. We can, we can make it comfortable, and we make it uh, where we can all coexist. But uh, back in the fifties, some places you couldn't go to. They had a place called Yeager, West Virginia, and the name sounds bad when you say <laughs> Yeager. And I could go there, and some whites couldn't go if you didn't live there. You know, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. So I've uh, seen a lot and got along when I had to because you had to. And uh, Dad, uh, we we knew uh, this story is gonna gonna kill you. My brother is two years younger than me, so his name is Billy. Dad gave me the money for us to go get a haircut. And they got a white barber shop right on the road going to Norfolk on the left-hand side. And I was taking Billy to get my haircut and his haircut. So we went in the barber shop and sat down. And I looked to make sure when I got in there, it wasn't but uh, two people ahead of me. And when he finished in two, I got up to go, and the man said, no, it's not your turn now. And I went and sat back down, and he cut this other man's hair, cut another man's hair, and I get up. So after about the 34th time I got up and it was somebody else's haircut, I went back home without a haircut. So Dad asked me, he said, well, why, what happened? Why didn't you get your haircut? I said, well, the man wouldn't cut it. I was supposed to go to Mr. Charlie Robinson. David knows where he is. Mr. Charlie Robinson, I was supposed to go there and get back. But I was just, you know, when I told Dad that, he just looked at me. He said, well, you went, you should have went to Mr. Charlie Robinson. That was further down in the town. And this one was right on the side, there, you know, where Miss, my cousin lived on the right. And before he got to the railroad tracks on the left-hand side. Right. I, I said that 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 I've never forgotten it, but it doesn't bother me. But it was just a mistake that I made, and the man didn't he didn't scold us or nothing. He just wouldn't cut my hair. So well, well, we well, you know the good thing about it, buddy. I know you got a wealth of stories. The the thing is, you talking about the barber shop, and I went in Princess. I went to Charlie Robinson too, and I had the same. I, not so much the same story, but uh, my brother-in-law came in and said he was next, and I was next one up to get a haircut. So I ended up leaving. At that time, he wasn't my brother-in-law. I didn't know who he was. But uh, 
he ended up going next, and I went home, and, and my dad asked me the same thing. I thought I sent you to get a haircut. So I mm-hmm. hope you're listening, Gerald. But anyway, all right, buddy, <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Glad to have you on. We gotta we gotta come back and get you again. So, Princess, you can sum it up for us. Yeah, thank it's, you, um, Mr. Buddy. We we really appreciate that. And I think besides my own county, I know more people from McDowell County than any other county in the nation, and that's because of Duck Riley. Um, I appreciate your stories and and, and and you know the fact that we're standing on the shoulders of so many just like you. Um, thank you for being on. I appreciate it, and I'll be more articulate <laughs> next time. I'll have my uh, pad together and then put it down and make it legible where I can talk a little more intelligent about uh, this, that, and other, and a little more about the academics because I, I should have done better in school. I know it now. I mm-hmm. just thank God that I come out uh, better uh than because I could have had fun and studied also because it's time for all of it. And I just hope the youngsters nowadays think that they uh, it's only one way. You can study and you can party also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can do both. You can take care of yes, your ma'am. academics and still have fun. Thank you, sir, yes. for being on. We appreciate you. Okay? Thank you. See you, Dave. Awesome. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate right. you. Bye. All right, never never had it so good. Four minutes and we'll be back with some men's basketball. We'll see you then. Okay.